I'm Jesse Lubinsky, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And good evening. I am excited to be here with you today. And for those of you that are joining us, thank you so much, as always, for joining us and supporting our show. And thank you so much for all of your support, all of your messages. And again, as always, thank you for listening and just, uh, you know, continuing to share the amazing things and the amazing show, the, the amazing interviews that we have had. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to join us today. So if you're joining us live, please let us know. Drop it in the comments where it is that you're joining us from, as we're always curious where our audience is joining from. And if you have any questions during the show, please feel free to drop them in. I am excited about today's show because today's show is something that I myself am very passionate about. As many of you may know or follow me on Twitter, I am a huge badge junkie. So for those badge junkies that are out there, today is a show for us badge junkies because today we have a wonderful guest. We have Dr. Katie Ritter on the show today, and I am excited that she is here because we're going to be talking about an amazing platform that is out there that can definitely help ignite teacher PD. But before we get to that, Katie, how are you doing this evening? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so, so much for having me, Fonz. And for anyone tuning in live, hello, thank you. Or if you're listening to the recording, thank you too. So the loudest boom of thunder I tried to mute. I don't know if it, I don't know if it blocked you, but there is a, a big storm rolling through. So I'll pause. Oh. There's any thunder or some dog whining that starts to take place. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, no, no worries. And like I said, hey, we just keep it real. It's a genuine show, and we're gonna let's dive into the conversation then. Just to hopefully we can get everything in before that storm rolls in. But Katie, for our audience members that are listening right now live or are gonna go ahead and catch the replay on this, can you give us a brief introduction and your context in education? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, uh, my background, kind of long story short, um, I started off in my first year of preschool as a three-year-old. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Like that was it for me. I walked in, Miss Sharon was everything and I wanted to be just like her. So um, really from the time I was in preschool, I knew that I wanted to be in education. I grew up playing school. Uh, my dad, we were all together uh, for a celebration and he was just telling this story, laughing about how um, growing up for every birthday and Christmas, they would ask what I want. I would say school supply stuff so that I could play school. Um, and I had actually forgotten that memory. I don't know how I forgot, but um, I thought that was funny to, to share with kind of my background here. Um, and so growing up, um, you know, I, I went all the way until I was a senior in college. And I was student teaching and I had this panic of, I don't think I want to teach this. Um, I don't know that I can do this for the rest of my life um, with what I had like gone down the path to get my certification in. Um, I was secondary social studies. So um, I went through, I graduated and then I, I kind of stepped aside and I actually worked in higher ed for a couple of years in adult education um, and and then realized through those couple of, of jobs that I held in higher ed that no, like K-12 is where I want to be. Um, and I came to realize that like technology was really my passion. You know, my tech class was where I lit up most. Um, I was always helping people do things. I was always trying to like bring things to innovate how we did things in the sorority. And I was coaching cheerleading and I had tech that helped me function as the team. So I realized like that's where my passion is. That's where that's what I was good at. Um, so I went and got my master's in um, instructional technology and education. And so 
as I was working through that, I started coaching and teaching actually simultaneously. Um, so I was actually teaching a little bit of computer science. So I did that for a couple of years at the building level, coached at the district level. Um, and for the past seven years, I've actually been working at Forward Edge in Cincinnati, Ohio. So um, the company itself is a, a technology company. We really do all things um, technology wise and we only service schools. And then I have been starting and leading our curriculum and integration department um, that we we serve as instructional technology coaches for schools is really the primary thing that we do. Um, and we also created a do badges out of that as well, too. So um, that is kind of a little bit, uh, uh, maybe a lot of bit of my backstory, um, but kind of what led me to the work that I'm doing today. That's great. And I love that background. I mean, you got to see it all, you know, and then you get to see things from different perspectives and different lenses. And I feel that that is so, so important, you know, like myself, like we were talking kind of pre-chat. I do have just, you know, that lens of high school, that lens of elementary. Don't quite have that middle school lens, but then, you know, now transitioning into tech and seeing things different. And obviously, more than anything, learning from our amazing guests, such as yourself, that are doing so many great and amazing, innovative things that are out there. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit here that because you mentioned it. And I think it's something that's very important. And I know that there's a lot of discussion around this. A lot of groups is really just the coaching. Let's talk a little bit about that for some districts, maybe, you know, around my area. You know, for example, in my position, it's more of instructional technologist or instructional software specialist where I do the trainings on the platforms and so on. But let's break it down a little bit more into that coaching role. So can you give us a brief overview as far as the coaching experience first when you were going through it, um, you know, while you were teaching? So talk to us how that started. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the experience that you're bringing now to teachers. Yeah. So um, I always served, you know, specifically as like the tech coach role. I mean, wherever you go, there's literally hundreds of different titles for everyone who's serving that role. So we'll just say tech coach for the sake of it, um, where I was really helping teachers. You know, it started as very much like helping teachers use technology. Um, and really, I, I have seen um, whether it's just like growth in myself and having a better understanding of the role and in practice or just kind of seeing the role transition where it was previously like focused on the technology, like, hey, you know how to teach. I know the technology. Let's put them together. Um, but it seemed very much like the focus was on the technology and just kind of over the years from when I was out of school in the district level and now being at Forward Edge, um, you know, and, and what we preach now at Forward Edge, we actually do a lot of work like training and mentoring other coaches, um, not just technology coaches, but that is the role that we serve. Um, in that, like the focus should not be on the technology. We actually went through. All right, guys. So we're having just a little bit of technical difficulties here. There is a storm that is rolling in right oh, now. Title changed. Am I back? Yes, you are back now. I know that there's a storm coming in. So I, I did. So let sorry. Get I force if i need to i can always stop my camera to see if it helps us out a little bit it's okay if you could just kind of just retract just a little bit and just letting us know you i where we last got you is you know you, the teacher knows how to teach you know the tech so now marrying them together and then yeah there. thank you for letting me know where i, I booted myself so um you know and and Kind of long story short, the focus really on like the technology and how do we use this tech tool to make it work for what we're doing. And we've shifted over, you know, and again, whether it's my individual knowledge and growth in the role or just kind of this excellent team I surround myself with and, and how we've all kind of collectively shifted how we talk about it, where it's really focused. We actually removed technology from our title. Um, to make sure that everyone knows, like, the focus is on instruction first. Um, and then based on what your instructional needs are, then how do we work together to solve these challenges that you have um, as a teacher? Um, you know, whatever that challenge is, and typically because it's 2022 and we have these tools available, we're probably going to find a way to use technology to support that and carry that out in some way. Um, so I think that's how it has shifted a little bit. Um, uh, but really, you know, a coach is like, I think the best way to describe it is just like 
a second set of hands, you know, it's someone to be in the trenches with you. They've been there, they understand. Um, and the coach is really there. Um, they're not there to evaluate you. They're there to support you. And they're there to work on your challenges and your goals. The coaches that shouldn't be the one setting the goals um, and, and driving the conversation, but they're really like, where, where do you need support? Where do you want to grow? Where do you want to be for your students? And then, okay, let's work together to get you there. You know, one thing that I love is that you said is how you removed the word tech from the title. And, you know, and thinking about that, you know, seeing, you know, certain titles that are out there, like you said, many people, different districts have different titles, but you're doing the exact same thing. You know, oftentimes because of that one word, you're kind of pegged that way. And it's like, oh, well, they're just tech. And, you know, for someone like many that are out there that have that teaching experience and have the years of, you know, either curriculum writing or years of just great practice, oftentimes it's like, oh, well, I don't need tech help, you know, or they just see you as tech. And so I love that idea and that concept of just, you know, being a coach or an instructional coach, but being that second set of eyes, that extra pair of hands. I love that. And it just kind of maybe for some districts, you know, just kind of look and maybe kind of rebrand the position a little bit. And also it helps teachers just feel like, hey, I feel more comfortable because it's really that additional support, you know. So I love that. All right. So now as you're going through your experience and you're seeing now, I know that you're working with districts and, you know, helping and developing those co the coaches and, you know, bringing new practice in. I want to talk a little bit about the work that you're doing now as far as the badging is concerned. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I got to see firsthand. I got to drive around a little bit and test drive it with some of the, the, the pro or actually the badges that you do offer. And to me, this is something that I'm really passionate about because for myself, professional development is something that I look forward to on my own and I go and search for it. And then I get to share some of those things with people and say, hey, you really got to, you know, check this out, try it out. You know, there's a badge, but, you know, you're learning throughout the process. But when I saw just the amount of badges that you offer from platform after platform, I was just like in badge heaven. And I was like, I want to go through these and experience these. So tell us a little bit about how this started. Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, um, thank you for that like glowing recommendation. I think when I hear, you know, and I, I hear it all of the time now from teachers who are using the program and how it's helped them, but it still takes me a minute of like, did, you know, did we really do that? Did we come up with that? So anyway, thank you. It warms my heart to hear that. But um, so our, our badging program, um, it's called Edu Badges. So edge being like the back half of forward edge, E-D-G-E, the letter U, badges. Um, so edge badges came about really like as a problem of practice that we were having as coaches. Um, so we, you know, have limited time in particular buildings. Um, and so we can't be with every teacher across an entire district every day to help answer all of their questions. So first and foremost, we wanted to be able to like supplement our time that we were able to actually be there to show the teachers how to use these tools. Um, and I should say that Edu Badges has also had that same evolution of being focused primarily on the tech tool to now like includes a lot of like larger strategies and, and instruction that utilizes some tech. Uh, but so it started off very focused on like, okay, we need these teachers to understand the basics of, you know, how do, you know, we would get the same question, how do I send a Google form 500 times? Um, in a given day. So it was like, they need to have the skill. That way we can talk about better ways to use Google Forms to assess students and to use that feedback. Um, so that, that was kind of one challenge that it solved. Um, another challenge was um, kind of to that same point was essentially making sure that everyone had the same foundational skills. Um, there's turnover in districts. So um, maybe PD was provided, although often not on all of those tools. Uh, but even if professional development is provided, you know, maybe the English department had to go be out for the, you know, English specific PD. So none of those teachers got the PD or now it's the next year and it's, we have a bunch of new teachers and they they haven't gotten it yet, right? So it was also a way to like make sure everyone could constantly have access to the same training. Um, and and so that that was kind of from like the coach's perspective. 
Um, because now I can, I know you want to meet about this. I can have you go earn this badge or learn the badge. And then we can actually work on it together on the implementation piece together or on the follow-up next step together. So that was kind of like how it helped the coaches. Um, from a teacher perspective, you know, we're always asking our teachers like, hey, you need to be using technology. We need to be teaching with this stuff. We don't have time to give you it for a PD day because we have other stuff to cover, but you need to go learn it on your own time. And if we give you PD, you got to actually take your own time to develop and implement the resources. So from our perspective, it was very responsive to teacher needs uh, because we are not only teaching them, uh, but we are also like giving, the, you know, because of the implementation piece of the badge where they submit evidence to us. Um, we're giving them feedback on that as well. So they're not like lost in the woods wondering where they went wrong. Um, and then ultimately when they earn the badge at the end of the year, they get contact hours or graduate credit. So it solved that piece of being expected to do all this on my own time without anything actually going toward my licensure renewal. Yeah. Um, and then from like a systemic or district level perspective, it solved the challenge of everyone, you know, first of all, figuring out PD sessions to provide for everyone, a K-12, all content levels. Uh, because there's something for everyone in the program. Uh, but it also solved the challenge of we all file in on a PD day. I walk in the back of the room and sign my name on a sign-in sheet. And then I'm sit down. Maybe I'm checking my email the whole time. Maybe I'm really grading my papers or uploading my grades because they're due in a day. And I want to hit the road for summer break. Um, or maybe I think it's the greatest presenter of all time and the best information. But I never actually go back and implement those skills. Um, so it was a way for us to solve that that higher level problem of showing an ROI um, because of the implementation piece. It's a guarantee that skills have been implemented before they even earn the badge. Um, and then also like teachers are professionals and we're giving them choice and we're not just like, you know, there, there are certain things that yes, we all need, uh, but there's also a lot of like, creative professional freedom based on what I need um, and, and where I'm at in my classroom and my content and what my students' needs are. And I, as the teacher, know that best, not anyone else to tell me that I have to go sit in this session. That isn't relevant to me and I don't ever go back and use it. Um, we actually had a, a teacher in a focus group say, um, it finally made the PD day make sense and that it was such a spark of joy. So spark of joy has like become our tagline now. <laughs> and I love that. I love that, honestly, because it did bring so much joy to me when I saw this. Um, you know, I was blown away because, again, it all the problems that you hit on, there's a solution for it. One of the things is, you know, being a, a department of one. And now I, I have a colleague that started with me in July. And now, so there's great because now there's two of us for 14 schools, but it's about getting out there. And, you know, for even two of us for 14 schools, it's still, you know, wow, it's very, very small. But to be able to offer a platform like this, and when I saw it and I see about 242 badges, I was like, I want them all. I want all of the badges because that's the way I am. But what I loved is the the variety that you have there. And for me, it's always been so important that teachers have a voice and choice also in their learning. I yes. mean, for as educators, oftentimes and education leaders, we're often preaching voice and choice for students, voice and choice for students. But hey, you know, those rules apply to teachers also as well, you know. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what I find very difficult is when teachers are given a specific set of PD, like you got to do this, you got to do this and so on. And it may not be, you know, relative to their topic. It just seems like it's more compliance, just, hey, you got your hours, I got the check mark, and that's it. And the teachers really don't benefit benefit from it. I mean, they're, yeah, to some extent, you know, to some extent they will in that sense. But again, like you said, what they're learning will eventually be in the hands of the students too as well. That comfort level, bringing in this new practice and so on. So when I got into the platform and I saw immediately everything that is there for all, and this is cross-curricular, you know, and I know some of those platforms we may not use in our, uh, in our district, but they are really, there's everything there that we really need. And just for the teachers, to explore and ignite that spark, that curiosity, and, you know, just feel like, wow, I learned something. And to tell you the truth, and again, being somebody that tested this out, the modules 
are very friendly. I love the instruction. I love how easy it is to maneuver. I love that it's just you're turning in your artifact and it's something that is very easy to do. It can either be a screenshot that you're putting in, you're turning something in, but the fact that the teacher will get feedback, it's not going to be like, oh, yes, I just turned it in and okay, I'm one and done. No, like somebody will give you feedback and say, hey, you know what? Let's try this. Or maybe, you know, we didn't quite get uh, what the assignment was. And I think that's something important for teachers as well. So I really appreciate those components. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And those were all um, incredibly important pieces for us to include. And, and you know, you, you touched on something about how like the relevance for all of the different grade levels and content areas. And that is something that, uh, you know, I mentioned a quote from one of our focus groups, but in our focus groups that we hold with our users to kind of continue to make the program even better, um, we hold them a couple times a year and we very deliberately choose educators that represent a very vast like experience from alternative school to elementary, middle, high school, admin, um, core content, specials, um, and every single one of them, you know, in particular, we had a music teacher who, who referenced that this was the first time that PD was relevant for them. And normally all the specials teachers are shoveled in a, a session somewhere for tech. Um, and then it's like not really relevant to them. And this, because of the choice that's there, um, it made it relevant to them. So that always makes me a little weepy eyed, which if you know me, it's not hard. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a, I'm sorry. I said, I just wanted to give a big shout out to Bonnie who's joining us. She's a Google innovator also as well. And she says here, we're definitely speaking her language. And I know Bonnie and Bonnie knows me. And, you know, she knows that I'm all about the badges. She's all about the badges. But most importantly, putting this platform or these types of trainings and making them available to our teachers, like you said, you know, I never even thought about that. Like you mentioned, the the teachers that are in, you know, do specials like music. And I just saw right there, I mean, you've got Anchor, you've got other, you know, creative apps that they can use to really bring music to life and add that additional seasoning to what they already do great. And, you know, they're exploring these tools and again, feeling comfortable with the platform through your platform. And one of the things that you mentioned, too, that obviously it's very important for a lot of districts is the data. You know, it's like who's using it? How many lessons have they gone through? How many contact hours are are they getting? But yes, and you provide that. And I love that component because it's going to meet those requirements. But again, like uh, Bonnie was saying here, too, you know, people are struggling to find their joy right now. And I'll be honest with you, something with this, uh, what this platform offers, it it can offer that joy and that spark again, that creativity, uh, spark again, fanning that flame. And you're learning a new tool in a simple way that is not, you know, um, how is it taking time away from your classroom or you're getting pulled away you know, for a full day session that somebody comes in from the outside and it's what we call like a cookie cutter presentation Mm -hmm. that they really don't take into account the makeup, the demographics of your district, but because, well, we're bringing them in because, well, we need to do PD. This is a solution for that where teachers are not there just sitting, writing notes, twiddling the pens and just wishing they were back in the classrooms because this to me is just amazing. So like I said, I'm speaking highly of it because I've gone through it myself and I can tell you that there'll be a lot of people that do agree with the same thing. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of joke that we put the um, the micro and micro credential uh, because most of them take about 45 minutes to an hour to learn and develop the resource for it, um, which is something that like our users really appreciate because our our um, our main like target audience is the classroom teacher. Um, There are things available for those who aren't the direct providing instruction, but classroom teachers are main focus. Um, You know, so they don't have a lot of time, right? Like they have a plan bell during the day, if they're even getting that these days and not like being pulled sub. So um, we've, we've made them truly micro so that you can do it on 
a plan bell before school, after school, or we also have a lot of people who do them at home and they prefer to do them at home. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Fonz, for yeah. pulling up the screen here to give everybody a little preview of what Yeah, so here's, here's what we see. So if you can just kind of walk us through this, like I said, I, I'll kind of navigate and I'll navigate slowly, but this is the edubadges.com page and I did put the link in uh, the comments and this will definitely be on the show notes as well for any teachers or districts or district leaders that are out there and they're curious about a way to provide a PD that where teachers have voice and choice. This is it, guys. So, Katie, kind of walk us through a little bit here as far as what we are able to see. Yeah, thanks. So this is kind of like the the badge library that you're, you have pulled up here, Fawn, so, um, or the course listing. So this is where you can always find all of the badges that we have available. You mentioned we have over 200. So they're all aligned to ISTE standards for educators, students, and the SAMR model. It's one way that we try to help educators find what they're looking for. Um, we do also have the ISTE seal of alignment for the educator or for the educator standards for this program as well, too. Um, so a couple ways to search on this page here, uh, but essentially once you find the badge that you are um, looking for, if you want to click a badge for refunds, we can actually show people what it looks like really quick. Oh, shoot. It's going to make, actually, if you go yeah. back okay, Let's see. and then click on Adobe Spark page, that one won't make it be logged in. There we go. There we go. So this is what every badge will look like. We always start with the what and the why. The why is incredibly important to our team. Um, we don't want this program to be something that's just use every technology that you can. We want you to really understand why you would be using it in the first place to help you make the decision if you even want to spend your time. Um, and then uh, any necessary knowledge, um, that is really, this one doesn't have any, you can just get started. But a lot of them, because they are so bite-sized, they really do build on top of each other. Um, and then the learn it section, that's where we have a screencast to teach you how to use the tool. Um, former classroom teachers create all of this content, but I especially like to point it out in the video um, because we are, we've walked the walk and, and so we, we are able to speak directly to that classroom educator. And then of course the use it section that's on every single badge. This is what makes it a micro credential. Um, this is kind of the task that we ask of the educator to actually go back and create a resource. Some of them have a couple different options. Um, and then if you scroll down just a little bit more, yep, there we tell you exactly what the evidence is that we're looking for. Um, and then every badge also has an extended section with some ways to, to use it beyond whatever we ask. And then if you have were logged in, there would be a submission box right at the bottom of the page. That's where you submit that evidence that you reference bonds. It's different. Sometimes it's a screenshot. Sometimes it's a link directly to the resource. Sometimes it's more of a reflection if it's more of a strategy-based badge. Um, and then it comes to our review team. Also, former educators that are on our review team, they review every single badge. Um, no badge is denied without feedback being provided to the educator um, about what, you know, very specific, like what needs to be done so that you can resubmit. And then we can ultimately award you the badge. Um, and then if you scroll up to the top or, or tag back to the overall badges page, um, you can see that like every badge is worth a different number of points. So those points are what we equate to the time um, that it takes you to to learn a badge. So most of them are in that three to four point range, or essentially that means 45 minutes to an hour to earn. That's how at the end of every school year, we're able to issue contact hours or graduate credit for the program too. Um, and then if you go up to the badges drop down, one last thing I would love to point out super quick, suggested pathways. Here we go. So this is an area that educators love. Um, each of those areas on the left-hand side is a different pathway or grouping of badges. To me, this is like really the heart of what we're trying to do. We know not everyone necessarily knows what the ISTE standards are, uh, but we know we all speak educator. So if I know that my principal comes and does a walkthrough and they say that it was too much direct instruction and they wanna see more like students at our time or more formative assessment from me throughout my lesson, I've got pathways here to, to help me accomplish those tasks. Um, you know, we even have a social emotional learning pathway. I always like to point that out um, just because one, I know it's a super hot topic, um, lots of PD going on around that in schools right now. Um, and I also think, oh, it's going to make you be locked in to see it. Um, but anyway, I also think it speaks to the fact that um, the badges really are beyond like just tech tool specific. 
Um, but you know, what are these larger things and strategies that utilize technology in some way? So thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you kind of demoing. I think it's always nice to see it and not just um, talk about it. And I will say only because you put the link um, in the chat and thank you for that. But if you, for those folks who are listening and you go check it out, um, you'll probably want to reach out to me because that site will actually, you can use the chat button in the bottom right corner that will come to me. Um, so that I can get you to the right people, but that actually will not let you like, you, you do have to be logged in, like to actually be on that site. So, um, we'll get you set up with like some demo accounts and let you test it out and hit the ground running like Fonz has done. Um, but yeah, you can, you can get a hold of me directly or using the chat button. Yes. No. And see, this is what I love. I mean, aside from this, you know, searching by strand or, you know, searching by the standard, like you said, you have ISTE standards, SEMAR. Uh, model also as well, and everything's broken up. I love also the way you broke it up here into the points as well. And then, of course, you can go ahead and do the the search. Now, for myself, something that I love being, you know, instructional tech is, you know, those pathways. To me, those suggested pathways are something that are amazing. And for ourselves, like the quick onboarding, especially for us that we are a Google district, just to go ahead and just say, hey, new to Google, although they may not be new to Google, but just the fact that they can come in and kind of review something that they already know. But at the same time, what I love that you do here, Katie, as well, is like you said, you have teachers that have walked the walk, that have used these tools, and they may offer a different perspective as to the way maybe that teacher was using it in a prior district or even as how a current teacher within that same district is using it. So I would find that definitely valuable and I would not dismiss it and say, oh, well, I'm already, you know, level one, level two. But the other uh, component of it would be, it's like, hey, if you go through here, you're doing the onboarding, but at the same time, you're getting your contact hours for PD. It's a great little refresher. It goes into the data. So as far as district compliance, you've got the check mark there. But as far as teacher, you've got that additional practice. And maybe through those activities as well, you find a new practice that would be useful to you. And like I always say, always looking for something else to just add that additional spice to what you already do great and make it your own. And then you're sharing it with your students. So you get that professional growth as well. But I think that this is something that is amazing that you and your team have developed because for myself, this just makes it easy for a district. It makes it easy for that coach, for example, in this situation where myself and my colleague, we cannot be at one school or at 14 schools at one time. Mm -hmm. But as a district initiative, we can say, okay, we're seeing that these are the skills that teachers may be needing a little bit more practice on. Let's go ahead and suggest some uh, badges, some of the PD, or as a district say, hey, you know what? SEL, we need to work on that. Guess what? We have a track for that. So let's go ahead and go through all of that. So it's a one-stop shop to really meet your needs and to get that practice, that familiarity, uh, with the product. And I think that this is something that a lot of teachers will, number one, be happy for because they get voice and choice. Number two, it's going to reignite their passion. And, that, and the fact that they can do this in their PJs, you know, on a Saturday morning, if they wanted to put in a little bit of time in between, but it's something that is immediately relative to them. Um, and maybe there's teachers out there that will say, hey, you know what? I wish I could do this additional thing. Well, let me see if there's a badge for that. They mm -hmm. go to the badge. They do it that afternoon, 45 minutes. The next day they come in and say, all right, class, this is what we're going to go ahead and try. We're going to go ahead and mix it up a little bit. And it just makes it exciting also as well for the students. So, yeah, yeah. I do see that. And it, it, like I said, it warms me. It warms my heart so much because, I mean, I don't know, to me, like, that's what a lot of the learning for teachers should be, right? Like, we learn by doing and... We need to be able to learn it and apply it right away and test it out um, and, and give it a try. So. We have a question here from Bonnie. So thank you, Bonnie. Bonnie says, do you build out custom platforms with badges? So let's say there's a district that wants a specific pathway that may not be there. Is there a way that a district can customize maybe their own pathway? I hope that that's what Bonnie was uh, trying to ask. Yeah, Bonnie, clarify if that's not, but I'll go ahead and start answering. 
that question, assuming that is what you're asking. Um, but so, um, yes and no. So I always like to be incredibly transparent. So we, um, the way that the program is built for us to, um, keep cost down is it's like, th this is the program. So when you get access, you get access to all of the batches. Uh, there are pros and cons with that, right? Like Bonds, you mentioned some of the programs our teachers aren't using. There would be the badges there, um, but then they have access to everything else that they may not come across. Um, and, and so that that helps us. Um, so that said, we take requests all of the time. That's really how we decide what badges to create next, um, because we create new badges every month, as well as reviewing the content of old badges every month to make sure that they're up to date. Um, so that's really like the request on individual badges is um, really what keeps us going. And then we we have also developed pathways specifically for schools um, in districts that, you know, we didn't have any canvas badges at first. Um, and then a couple of years ago, our first canvas district came on board. So we've been creating a bunch of canvas badges and then made a whole pathway for them. Um, same thing. That's where diverse learners pathway came from is we had a district to, you know, the, the director looked at me and he said, Katie, you know, we have a district wide initiative around supporting diverse learners. Um, do you have badges that are going to like help support this? And we said, yes, we will continue to make more and we'll create a pathway to start sticking them in. So it's like, it's very clear to your people. So um, I, I would say in some ways we have to be somewhat careful of what we customize. Otherwise then it will not be mostly universally applied to educators. Um, but in, in that vein, when we get those requests, it's typically things that will benefit other districts, other places. So it certainly makes sense for us to do. Um, and then just kind of with the caveat, like our, our vision, our lens, our lane with this program is instructional technology. So tools or strategies that utilize technology. So, um, I shouldn't say never because I've learned never to say never. Um, so, but I kind of joke like you're never going to find a bloodborne pathogen badge in this program. That's <laughs> not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be compliance, right? We're trying to provide teachers with with voice and choice here. So excellent. So Bonnie says here she goes. She put in a request to connect on the site. So she says we should chat. Definitely chat with Bonnie. Bonnie's a wonderful, passionate educator, and she's definitely doing some great things for the state of Louisiana. So you definitely want to connect with her. And as always, Bonnie, thank you always for your support. She is officially the hashtag president of the Fonz Fan Club. All right. So I just want to give her a shout out on that. Uh, but Katie, so again, as we're kind of wrapping up here, again, like, I, I, honestly, like I know I, I've spoken probably I've probably spoken more than you have as far as how excited I am about this. But because I see how this can solve so many problems and just getting teachers familiar with it. One thing that I did love is the fact that although there is a Flipgrid badge here, uh, you know, Flipgrid does have their own, you know, badge that they do through the site. But going back to that component that I want to reiterate. The, the trainings that you'll see here are trainings of teachers that are using this maybe in a different way. So because you may see something that, well, I already have my Flipgrid badge. I want to say, like, don't dismiss these badges or these opportunities because, again, you are probably going to be able to see something that you haven't seen before from a teacher, like Katie mentioned, who's walked the walk, who's been in the classroom. And it's just probably putting a different spin on it. And then your, your learning artifact. We lost you, Puns. I can see you still, but can't hear you. Now it looks like you're muted. Your microphone went away. The microphone is back, but it says that you're muted. Not yet. Well, Fonz, I'll build on that while you look for your microphone. Um, with that, first of all, love the hashtag Fonz Fan Club. Um, going to have to figure out how to get in on that. Um, but we do also have, so with the Flipgrid badges that, you know, like Flipgrid puts out for their certification, we also have badges for that. So essentially what we do um, is direct you to go get that certification or earn that badge like from Flipgrid that they, you know, that they put out on their own for their own training or certification. 
Um, and then you can, once you have earned that certification from like Flipgrid or, you know, we have like book creator certified author, Google level one and level two. Once you've actually earned that certification through that platform, you can upload that for us um, as an actual badge. And those are typically more points than like the badges that we create um, because usually they take a little bit more time. So it is a way um, for you to, because those programs, typically you don't get contact hours for those certifications and those badges. Um, so it's a way to kind of recognize that like, hey, you went and did this and now it's going to count toward your like badge points for your contact hours and licensure renewal. So Excellent. Thank you so much, Katie, for filling in. And I know you're a pro too as well because you yes. did have a podcast. So I really appreciate that help. And hey, you know what? Tech happens. So hey, but we're here to help each other out. But that was a great explanation. And like I said, that's really what I wanted to get into because I was speaking to uh, Scott and Scott is amazing. He kind of walked me through this, uh, you know, through the platform and he gave that explanation. And I was like, you know, this is perfect. This is always great. And just being able to see things through that different practice and perspective is wonderful. But like I said, I'm really excited. And Katie, thank you so much for this. Honestly, like this is something that is amazing. And I'm glad that we got to get you on here on the show to share more of the amazing work that you're doing and how this can be so beneficial to districts all around. And I'm excited to see where this is going to go. So, you know, I wish you the best. I wish you and the rest of the team the best, because I know there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, but I guarantee you as an educator for a start from my educator heart, you know, I am excited for sure. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And thank you, you know, again, for kind of giving, giving Edu Badges the platform um, to share on. So very good. Well, Katie, before we wind down, I know I've been sharing, uh, you know, your Linktree information and they've got all sorts of links there where they can connect with you. And that'll be in the show notes. But I kind of always like to end the show with three questions that I love to ask all my guests, something, you know, kind of, you know, to lighten the mood a little bit, maybe not so much the first question, because first question is always a little tough for some people. But my question to you is right now in the current state of education, we know the education landscape has changed. But at this point in time, Katie, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? Yeah, so definitely not going to um, be uplifting on this one, I don't think. But um, I might not make some friends on this one. Um, I would say right now I am hearing district leaders say all over uh, across the country that, you know, we need to get back to basics with our teachers. Um, and that is not the issue that I'm taking. That's not the kryptonite. There might be some truth to that. We can all use a little resetting sometimes. Um, but my, my issue that I am taking with that statement is when they couple it with, which means we're pausing with technology. We don't, we're going to pause with the tech coach. We don't, we're going to get rid of our tech coach now, or we're not going to use technology. We don't want the focus on technology. Um, and that is really terrifying to me. Um, it is 2022. Um, and I just feel like we, maybe we have some educators that need to get back to the basics of instruction, but we have leaders in education that need to get with the program and understand what real use of technology can do for instruction. I'm not an advocate of sitting kids on a Chromebook all day and drill and kill programs. And there is a time and a place and there is a time and a place where we should absolutely put that stuff away and have real conversations. Um, but, but if we don't understand when it makes sense and how it makes the most sense to support and what the real power is, then we are doing our students and our communities a disservice. And I feel like we are stepping back 20 years. Um, so anyway, you can obviously tell I'm a little heated. Oh, hey, <laughs> I'm proud of it. I have started a draft blog post, but I had to put it, I had to like put a pause on it because I was so emotional. So I'm like, you need some space yeah. to really think about publishing this one. So that's how I feel right now. Um, is that I, I feel like back to basics in 2022 shouldn't mean that we have to, to stop using technology. It can't mean that. It cannot. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, it, it just seems that, you know, teachers came back uh, and, you know, you get back into your comfort zone. You know, you're back in the four walls. You're back to familiarity. 
you're back to the copy machine running 24 seven and you've got worksheets and then, you know, district leaders may say, no, we want everything worksheets. You're working on everything on paper. And then the tech just sits in the back, you know, and yeah, I, I feel the same way you do as far as that is concerned. It's like, there shouldn't be a reason to put the tech away. It's really, we need to just work on those practices. Like you said, you know, maybe we do need to get back to basics on some of the teacher practice, but definitely not on the tech because now state testing is done all tech. The students may not, you know, a lot of students, you know, their stamina, you know, as far as the tech is concerned, being able to manipulate, you know, and I agree with you. Oftentimes it's like, well, they just put them on those drill and kill programs, but using the tech as an instrument of creativity and an instrument of voice and choice goes along very well with, you know, teacher practice. And you'd be surprised what students can create and what they can do just with a little bit of help and guidance from their student, from a, te uh, you know, from the teacher, excuse me, and then the teacher getting some guidance from a tech coach or, you know, de doing one of these PD sessions where they get that confidence to bring in a new tool to the classroom to amplify the creativity of that lesson and take it to another level. So. But yes, I agree with you. I've seen it where it's like, hey, put everything away. We're going to go back to basics and do the worksheet thing. And that that that's definitely not going to work, you know, for the future. Well, I, you know, not to like go too far down rabbit hole. I'll make this quick. Um, but I just even just from a standpoint of like making content and learning accessible to students and helping our students who might be struggling the most technology can change the game for those students and and with where we're saying that um you know that that we're at right now with you know whether it's the basics of instruction or you know learning gaps i, I don't want to get into semantics because i know people take real problems with different the way you phrase things but all around that like we need technology to help the kids that need the most help right now to, to reach the families that we're losing um, and different things like that's really where the power can like really change the game for us. So Perfect. All right, Katie, next question. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I think I have a lot to say if you can't tell. So I, I don't know. I do know it would probably be pink and gold and maybe have like be very glittery. Um, so it, it would be kind of bright. Um, I don't know. I'm a big believer in um, just being kind, like truly being kind to people and just accepting people um, for who they are and whatever they do or don't bring to the table. Perfect. Sounds great. And you mentioned the pink. And then, of course, I, I went to uh, Talk Tech with me and I was like, oh, I was like, I would like to that billboard. It would probably say Talk Tech with me. That would be great. Yeah. All right. And the last question, Katie, from one fellow uh, podcaster to another, let's say that the roles were reversed and this was your show and I was your guest. What would be one question you'd like to ask me? Yeah, um, that is a great question. Um, and actually, I'm going to take a little spin on what we actually do on our podcast. So our podcast is Restart Recharge, um, and it's geared for instructional coaches. Um, and we end every single episode with a top three tips question. Um, so I think I would ask you, what are your top three tips, bonds for helping educators amplify their voice? Top three tips. Number one build relationships first. And again, the reason is, is that if you don't have a good relationship with your teachers, they're not going to be willing to open up. So we want to make sure that we provide that psychological safety and that they feel comfortable with what they're about to share. And for me, it's all about, you know, making sure that we amplify student voice. We want to amplify teacher voice and definitely give them a platform. So number one, it's always going to be build that relationship. Number two is really finding and making a connection to what they are most passionate about within their scope of work. A lot of times is we just assume like, oh yeah, you know, you're a teacher, but there are some teachers that are really passionate about what they do. So why not get to that point and knowing what it is they're passionate about and kind of leveraging that and building up on that and expanding that a little bit more 
to where they just feel comfortable that it's okay to bring, even if it's an outside passion into the classroom, as long as they can go ahead and connect it to their curriculum, you know, or even just as an after-school activity, you know, for students or starting a club. I think that's something that's very important where you can give teachers kind of like a, that spark again to just say, hey, you know what, I love gardening, you know, and would I start a gardening club? Just being something creative, innovative. It doesn't have to be classroom driven. Uh, I know I've talked to uh, Josh, uh, Josh Buckley and Mike Earnshaw, where they have teachers that bring in their passion for music into the classroom, although they may not be music teachers, but they tie it in to the subject. So I think that's a way that you can also help build that confidence for teachers to amplify their voice. And number three is be there, <laughs> you know, be there. Oftentimes, you know, they want to share their voice and they want to share, you know, something or an idea, but at the time, maybe the principals may not be receptive. District leaders may not be receptive, but as long as they have somebody that they feel that they have, they've made that connection with, and say, hey, you know, let's let's brainstorm this. You know, maybe that idea didn't fly. Why didn't it fly? And let's see if we can find a nice positive twist on this. And then that way we can go ahead and move forward. And I think that that would be a great way also where they get the confidence to amplify their voice as well. I love that. That was a perfect answer. I feel like you've been asked that before. And I feel like <laughs> perfect timing. Because my power just started flickering on it. Okay. <laughs> no, never been asked that before, but that just came straight out. Just again, just practice and just learning from others, you know, like leaders as yourself that, you know, are moving the needle forward with this wonderful platform and the ideas that, that you're bringing to the table. So it's something amazing. So Katie, thank you so much for definitely sparking joy. Like uh, Bonnie put it here in the comments you know, sparking joy in PD, sparking joy in this conversation. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you were busy earlier today, and I know we're in the middle of the storm here on your side too as well. But again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your work, your kindness, your authenticity, genuineness, and just, you know, your willingness to be here and just share your this amazing platform with us today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And everybody have a good rest of your Friday Eve and to a good Friday. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Those of you that joined us live, those of you that are going to be catching the replay, thank you so much, as always, for making my ad tech life what it is today. Please make sure you check out our website at www.myedtech.life, where you can go ahead and find all sorts of goodies. Check out all our previous episodes. Check out our merch at our store as well. So I know conference, summer conference season is around the corner. So what better way to look great and get yourself a good fit Go to visit our store there and get yourself some merch. We've got some stickers as well. So again, as always, thank you so much for supporting us. And as always, my friends, until next time, don't forget, stay techie. We'll see you all next time. Take care.